Before you have your seats, we're going to read our scripture. And I know we got a long day today, so I promise you I won't be before you long. But I got something that's straight off the press. I didn't pull nothing out that I wrote five, six years ago. Nothing that's been penned before. My wife will tell you that's something I don't do whenever I'm tasked. And pastor trusting me to stand before you, I always seek God on what I'm going to deliver to God's people. In God's season, in God's time. The scripture for today is going to be coming from Colossians 1, 21 through 22. And it's going to be the NIV version. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And the word of God reads as follows. It says, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. 22 says, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through whose death? His death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusations. Before you go to your seat, if my baby will go back just one more time to 21, I want to, it's a part in it, I want to make sure that we catch, go back to verse 21. said that we were enemies where I need you to catch this this morning we was enemies where we was enemies where because of human nature you may have your seats thank you Lord did God ask you to have your way this morning God I ask you to move me out of the way this morning God God, I come before you, God, humbly but boldly, God, asking you, God, to speak to your people this morning, God. Allow me just to be a vessel, God. Anything that's in this room, that's in this sanctuary, that's not pleasing in your sight, God, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus. God, open up our hearts and our minds that we may receive what you have for us this morning in this new season, God. As we cross over the Jordan to walk into 2019, God, we come, God, asking you, God, to lead us and guide us. Lord, we love you this morning. God, we thank you this morning. And most of all, we praise you. And in your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It's a simple, simple word this morning, but I think it's so important that we start 2019 off this way because a lot of times we 
find ourselves in these battles and we find ourselves in these battles with individuals, with other people. We find in battles at work. We find ourselves in battles in our households with our spouses, our significant others, our kids. Truth be told, if we be honest this morning, we'll be a little transparent. We find ourselves in battles in church. For whatever reason, we come in and we already bound up in our minds and, you know, we're trying to get our breakthrough and we're trying to worship and we're trying to praise and we're trying to hear the word and, and we're sitting there and we look across and we see a certain individual and somehow that joy that we had for a moment is snatched. And that individual haven't even looked at us, but because of the battle that's in our mind, we find ourselves bound and chained. So I'm coming to you this morning to deliver a word that is simple but profound. If you have accepted Christ, you have already been set free. You ain't got to add nothing to it. You ain't got to take nothing away from it. The word is the word. If you've accepted Christ, you have already been set free. We went over yesterday for our SWAT team and it was an amazing outing. We went to a, let's be honest, a low-income area, and it's kind of sad to go because you see some things that puts life in perspective. We went to a couple of houses, and truth be told, some of the houses was in a situation that I didn't even feel comfortable letting the women walk up to the door, so I said, I'm going to go up to this door. And it was because of the way the houses were presented on the outside. They was actually below modern-day living standards, if you want to be honest. And I said, we're going to go up to this house because we don't skip houses when we're going out to evangelize. Somebody need to go with me. We See, everybody, anybody can evangelize in church. Come on, that's fine. Come on. Anybody can evangelize to another saint. Come on. But can you go and evangelize where, where it doesn't look so pleasing and so inviting? See, but I'm here to tell you today, those people in that particular predicament, they also need to be set free. See, come on, somebody. They need to be set free because the situation they're in may not just be a monetary situation or a physical situation, but I guarantee you it has something to do with the mindset that they are operating in. And your mindset will make you comfortable where you're at. And somehow along the way, you begin to say, this is okay. The situation I'm in is okay. Living like this is okay. Living below the poverty level is okay. Um... Dating and doing things that I know I shouldn't do is okay. Drinking and smoking is okay. But if if we're not careful before too long, we start to accept things that we know is not at the standard that God has called us to be as men and women of God. We begin to lower our standards and say it's okay because this is what I'm used to. And guess what? If if you, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to move on, but... It, it wasn't much better as you moved and we, as we maneuvered through the trailer park. And, and, you know, one house may look a little bit better than the other one. But be totally be honest, the whole trailer park was a little bit below 
the standard that we would say should be as American living in 2018. But I'm going to give you a secret. Those are the people God has called us to minister to. Those are the people that God says, get out of the comfort of your own four walls here. This is great. This is where we come and get fuel. We get fed. Pastor teaches us. We get lifted up. But guess what? We're called to go outside of these four walls. He said, if you're accepted by Christ, you're set free. That means you're free from your accusers. You're set free from the naysayers. You're free from the haters. I know you had some in 18, but they're not going with us in 19. We even had some dream crushers that was connected to us in 18. Guess what? But you're not going with me into 19. I'm telling you, you you got to set your mind up and say, if you're not with me, that means you're against me. I, I, I know that might sound hard, but I can't have you in my circle if you're not trying to help me accomplish my dreams. If you're not trying to help me reach my optimum level of performance in my life, in my marriage, with my kids, as a father, a husband, a businessman, an employee, a manager, whatever, a minister. If you're not trying to help me obtain the highest level of optimism, you cannot go with me. Don't take it personal. You what you tell them, baby, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. It's 19. I got somewhere to go. Don't take it personal. Pastor Preacher said, I've been set free. So guess what? That means being set free from some people. I know it's hard because we say people, places, and things. But guess what? Those places are drawn to us by the people. We don't go to the place just to go to the place to the building. We go to the place for the people that's in the place. Ooh, I know. I know. I'm going to give it to you real this morning. Because I want you to be set free. You will only go as far as your mind takes you. You can't go no farther, brother, bash than your mind takes you. Speaking freedom is not enough. Instead, we must think freedom. Speaking freedom is not enough, but we must think freedom. We must think and understand that we're free in our minds because I can speak all day long, but until I actually believe it, the manifestation shall not take place in my life. I sound good to you. You say, boy, that brother Bass can preach. If I'm preaching, that's good, but am I living what I'm preaching? Oh, somebody, it's time for us to live what we preach. You ain't got to be on the podium to be a preacher. You could be talking to your co-worker. Guess what? You're a preacher. You could be at the daughter's office talking to the, to the woman that takes the blood. Guess what? You're preaching. The doctor come in and give you that bad report. Say, oh, no, I don't believe by the blood I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. I'm covered by the blood. Guess what? You're preaching the word. But it has no effect, brother Joe, if you don't believe it. It starts in your mind. Freedom is a mindset. Nothing happens in your life unless your mind is directing traffic. Woo! Your mind is the ultimate traffic 
controller. I'm going to make it plain to you. You wouldn't get up and go to the bathroom unless your mind told your legs to move. I, I need you to go with me. If somebody's in the hospital and they're brain dead, guess what? They use the bathroom where they are. Because their mind cannot tell their legs it's time in their bladder. It is time to go to the bathroom. Everything starts in your mind. Your mind is the ultimate traffic controller. Hmm. We think we get up on our own in the morning. If your mind didn't tell your eyes to open, you would not roll out of bed in the morning. Your mind is controlling traffic consciously or unconsciously. Your mind is always working. It's either working for you or against you. We don't make bad decisions unless we have thought about it first in our minds. I don't care who you are. Oh, it's just an impulse. Ain't no impulse reaction. You thought about it if it was for a split second and you decided to do it. It came through your mind and you said, I'm going to do it. It, it. it don't just happen. You didn't just fall over in her bed. How did you get to a house in the first place? Come on, somebody. Oh, you slope walk over there. You slept, drove over there. You was, hey, baby, I was sleep driving. <laughs> you slept all the way over 30 miles to get over there. And somehow you just fell in the bed. It didn't just happen. There's always a thought before the action. Always, always, don't let nobody fool you with that jive and that mess saying, oh, it just happened. No, it didn't just happen. You did that to me on purpose. You treated me the way on purpose. You slapped me on purpose. You don't put to put your hands on me. I'm your wife. What you tell you? They don't react. No, you, you hit me on purpose. Your mind told you to do it and somehow you thought it was okay. Abusing women. I was watching, I didn't call no names, uh, 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 a, a special and me and my wife watched it and Usually I don't watch it, stuff like that, episodes, but I was intrigued. A six-part episode, and I was like, wow, this really happened? And in the beginning, I was skeptical. I was a skeptic. I'm about to mess the word up, pal. <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple. I was a skeptic. <laughs> and by the third episode, I'm sitting there glued to the TV like my wife, like, man, baby, you think this really happened? Man, the evidence, I can't say no names. A little bumping ground. Oh, I'm sorry. Twelve play. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Pastor, you know nothing about that. You're too young knowing about that. It's old school. Don't know about that. Twelve play. There's old school there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> First lady go have it in the house tomorrow. <laughs> but what I'm saying is stuff just don't happen. It happens here first. See, we spend too much time wrestling with our physical man when we should be focusing on our spiritual man. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You are not arguing with your neighbor. You're arguing with the spirit that is behind your neighbor. You're arguing with that demon that's behind your neighbor. That alcohol is not the bottle. It's the demon behind the bottle. The marijuana is not the actual marijuana. It's the demon behind the marijuana. The sex, the addiction, the porn, it's not the actual event, but it's the spirit. 
that is behind it that has us wrestling, has us tangled in a web. I don't care what it is, whatever you're wrestling with, depression, suicide, it don't matter. It starts in your mind. And until your mind is set free, everything else is going to stay bound up and tangled up. But we're going to be set free in 2019. I'm coming down. I'll tell you, I ain't going to be before you long. I'm coming down because I'm giving it to you straight and with no chaser and I'm moving. Somebody catch that later. Somebody catch that later. It may be time to upgrade your operating system. It may be time to upgrade your operating system. In essence, your mind is your operating system. Imagine you have a computer in your head that controls everything you do. So I don't want to, you know, I believe in copyright laws, so... I'm going to give credit what credit is due on this one. Uh, she almost told me <laughs> you only need to preach this because you don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> I'm going to give my wife a little credit who was the computer specialist because I had to dig into her last night about 12 o'clock. <laughs> Kept coming to help bother her. She put my slides together and every five minutes, baby, can you explain to me how this works? Can you explain to me how this works? She said, you might not need to preach that because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said, that's why God gave me you. That's right. You're going to make me understand. I'm getting a crash course in how computers work and software and all that by tonight. Amen. Thank you, baby. Your brain is the hardware. That's the physical box. Your brain has all the power connections, the wiring, the storage, the memory and processing power you need to function as a human being. Your brain is the hardware. If your brain is the hardware, then your mind is the software. See, your mind is the operating system that gathers, stores, and manages information using the massive processor resources of your brain. I'm going to break it down into layman's terms, make it simple. Your mind gathers data. It assesses and processes the data that has been collected. It makes decisions and gives you orders. It is the seat of your emotions. All those feelings you got on the inside and you don't understand why your stomach feeling the way it feel and why you're uneasy and you're anxious and all this. It's coming from your mind. Your mind controls those feelings that we feel in. The feelings of worry, of doubt, of sadness, of happiness, of up and down. And we wonder why we're on this roller coaster ride because our minds are all bottled up. Your mind. Your mind enables you to respond thoughtfully to situations rather than reacting in a knee-jerk way. The catch is if you allow it. Come on. See, the mind that we're going to operate in 2019 is going to keep us from reacting in a knee-jerk reaction. Right? Because knee-jerk reaction does what to us? It gets us in trouble. Somebody say something before we know it. We don't respond it. And we're like, oh, can I catch that? It's, it's gone. It's gone. Deke always tell me, he said, you can't catch gone. He just told me this morning, he said, well, you can't catch gone. I said, no, you're right. I preached that over a couple of years ago. You can't catch gone. You said it out your mouth, it's gone. You better hope it's not on Facebook, on YouTube somewhere. Come on, somebody. 
Hey, because a lot of times now you say something is going to follow you the rest of your life. You better hope it's in a private conversation. And maybe you and that person can smooth it over. But if it get out there, the wrong person has got that phone and taping you. Guess what? Everybody is going to know what you said. Not only what you said, but what you were thinking at the time. Mm. The mind, it also protects you from trying to maintain the status quo. It, it, it tries to keep you comfortable, which is why sometimes you feel uncomfortable when you're trying to make a change. Have you ever noticed when you're trying to change some things in your life for the better, the more and more you try to do right, you become more uncomfortable? It, it just doesn't feel right. And, you, and you're saying, I know I need to do this, but guess what? I'm comfortable doing this. And you clearly, not just because somebody told you, but you clearly know these actions that I'm doing is going to end up with a negative result, but somehow I'm comfortable doing it. And somehow your mind is trying to convince you to stay in that space of comfortability because it's easier to stay than to move. Just like I'm going to give you something that I learned, and I know you may look at me and say, well, you ain't learned it good, but I'm learning it for 19, somebody, I promise you. We say we always tired. We're too tired to go to the gym. We're too tired to move. I went to the doctor this week, Thursday, and the first thing she told me is, you need to, you need to move. You need to get to going. But doctor, you know, I'm a little tired, you know. You're tired because you're not moving. It's reverse. When you start moving your body, you will become less tired. But because the body does not move, when you start to move a little bit, then you're tired. But once you get through that 21-day process, you will start to feel better. Right? So many people start off a New Year resolution, don't make it to week two because you're uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is the best, the best, the best, the best thing for change. Uncomfortable is the best thing for success. Successful people operate in a realm of uncomfortability. We have to step out on your dreams. Guess what? In 2014, know how much I knew I was supposed to leave my job. I had a good job, paying good, benefits, the whole nine. But I knew that I was supposed to step out and go do my own thing. But guess what? My mind was telling me, boy, don't you move. I'm at work crying because I was where I wasn't supposed to be. I don't know who this is for, and everybody's not supposed to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know who this is for. I literally would go to work crying on the way to work. I would sit in my office in bald tears. Pastor would testify. I would call him crying. I hate this job. I hate where I'm at. Making $80,000 a year. I hate it. Full benefits. I hate it. And you may look at me and say, you crazy for living it. But guess what? I was bound up, chained up. I was not free. Today, I'm claiming in 19, I've made it a year or so since 14, but I ain't making 80,000 no more. Nowhere near it right now. But guess what? I'm free. Come on, somebody. 
Guess what? I feel better than I felt in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2014, I remember I called my supervisor and told him I want to meet you for lunch. I went over and we went into Jason's Deli. And this was a man that had a lot of respect for. We even prayed Thursday mornings at 6.30 and I told him, I said, it's time for me to go. He said, what do you mean, Curtis? I said, man, I know I never told you, but I got my own business. He knew I was in ministry, but I said, man, I'm outreach pastor, associate pastor. I said, man, I can't do what I'm called to do because I'm here with you. He basically looked at me and said, so you're going to walk away from everything that you got, benefits, Weeks off, pay vacation, X amount of money. I said, I got to go. I tell you, God will give you favor. He gave me his blessings. And within six months, my best friend called me and told me he still was at the company. He said, he called me dog. We grew up together like this. He said, dog, well, you made the right decision. They did away with your department. Mm. You're not hearing me. I was over the whole North America. I had 50 vehicles up under me. I was over $3 million worth of equipment. I was the asset manager, and I thought I was secure. It would never go away. They told me your position would always be here. But guess what? Six months after I left, they said, man, they did away with your equipment. Now they, 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 they bought the trucks. They don't lease the trucks no more. Now when they do their renting equipment instead of buying equipment, he said, man, come to find out that was, in the, that was already in the making for the last two years. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? And I would have messed around and, and, and didn't step out on what God called me to do. And guess what? I looked back and said, I know that's why the blessing was given to me by this young man because he knew my position. You go with me. When he talk about favor, he gave me his blessings. He said, Curtis, you know what? I, I understand. I think that might be a good move for you. I remember like it was yesterday. And I was puzzled when I walked away because 
he was so okay with it. And now I look back and say he knew that my position was going away. Come on, somebody. God deserves the praise right there. I don't know who that testimony was for, but it's for somebody. And, and all the hell and high water I went through in 18 and all the lack that we went through and all the stuff that we dealt with in 18, guess what? I don't look back for one minute. Like Pastor said, look, what happened back then was back then. I'm walking in 19. I'm walking where God has taken us, not where we've been. It's about where we're going. Mm. I'm coming on down. We're talking about updating your software. Your old version may no longer work for what God is trying for you to take you today. That old software may not work for what God is, what, what God had for you in 2010 may not be working in 2019. It may be time for upgrades. I want y'all to hear this, and, I'm, and this is it. I'm wrapping up. I want you to catch this, though. This is very, very profound. I did a little research in my bedroom last night. Amen, somebody. Thank God for a wife. Mm. Thank you. I love you, baby. I tell you. Bail me out on many occasions. Mm. Since the beginning of computers, programmers have worked nonstop to create upgrades that makes the system better. Since the conception of computers, there has always been a programmer in the background trying to make the system better. I don't care if you got an Android or Google or an Apple. Right now, I guarantee you somebody is working overtime trying to get an upgrade so you can go buy a new phone. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. Next week, yeah, I said, dog, don't everybody on Apple 20. Man, every six months, it's a new Apple coming out, a new Google. I got Google 2. two. Now they on Google 3 Pix LSS. And I just bought the two last year. It's a racket, y'all. It's a racket. In 1985, Windows, the first Windows software was Windows 1.0. This is kind of when computers really got kicked off, 1985. By 1990, the version that was out was Windows 3.0. There was a few versions in between that, but I'm just giving you some highlights. 2000s, Windows came out with Windows 2000. Because they was telling you that even though the world was coming to the end, your computer was still going to work. Somebody remembers that. The young folks don't remember 2000. They was guaranteeing you we, we, the world coming to an end, but your computer's still going to work. Gonna guarantee your software is going to work. Windows 2000. 2010, Windows came out with Windows 7. And currently now, it came out in 2015, but currently we are operating in Windows 10. And when I looked it up last night, they've already had about 10 different versions of Windows 10 since 2015. They're currently working on a Windows 10 3.8, if I'm not mistaken. That's what they're working on now. Programmers are always looking for ways to make improvements. That's how we should be. Always looking for ways to get closer to God. Always telling us yesterday was okay, but yesterday wasn't good enough. God, I want to get a little bit closer. Worship last week was great, but guess what? I want to worship a little bit more this Sunday. Hey, it was okay. We, you know, Bible study. I went once this, this month, but next month I want to at least go twice, somebody. Hey, Amen. If you ain't been at all, at least make Bible study once this month. That's a, that's a plug, Pastor. I plugged you. I plugged you. 
trying to figure out what the programmer and who the programmer is, is God. We need to figure out where God is trying to get us to go. Our job is to try to figure out what God is trying to get us to do. What functions and capabilities are available to us? You may be operating with, without functions that are available to you. You may be operating, thinking you operate at your optimal level, but there are functions and operations and capabilities that God has said, I have down deep inside of you, Brother Sean, that I want to tap in and pull out that you're not even operating in. That fear would keep us from operating in the fullness of what God has called us to do. Just like most people don't use 10% of their computer's functions and capabilities, we as people are not using nowhere near as much what God has equipped us to use. We look at the pastor and say, Pastor, how you preach like that? How you teach like that? How you stand? I can't do that. Guess what? He just tapped into those capabilities that was already there. How do you work hospitality with a smile? Guess what? They tapped into the capabilities that was already there. Got some singers that sitting out here saying, man, I wish I could sing like the praise thing. Guess what? You can sing like that if you tap into the capabilities that are already there. I'm coming to an end because we're talking about ministry. I don't know what your ministry is, but in 2019, ask God to give you the ability to tap into what he has called you to do. Everybody that's in here has a capability and a function that we are not operating in. I'm preaching to myself. Pastor got on me yesterday about something. I said, you know what? I hung the phone up and I said, because you know we people. I tried to come back. <laughs> Keep it real. But this is why. He hit me. I said, oh. I said, well, he ain't give me no room. I couldn't even talk. Usually he let me talk over him. When he let me talk over him yesterday. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. I got you. Nope. Uh-uh. Usually he let me get in. He said, all right, I'm going to wait on you. Yesterday he like, nope. Bam, bam, bam. He hit me. I said, dog, I feel like I hit a hit with a four-piece. I said, man, I was withering. I hung the phone up, said, man. I said, dog, boy, I was daisy. I was loud, but I was dizzy. I'm like this. I said, oh. He looked, look, and he ended with, and you the outreach pastor. I said, I said, Lord. Ooh, I said, Lord. I hung the phone up. After I regrouped, got a little of that smelling sauce. And to bounce back, I said, yeah, he right. 19, I got to do better. You know, I say that to say he don't he ain't just get on y'all. He get on me. He get on everybody. He, he's, a little, he's an equal opportunist now. I'll be honest. <laughs> look, he don't, don't care who it is. He's an equal opportunist now. If you, you look, look, if you sit there, you sit in front of him. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> don't take it personal, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, he, he, he's equal, baby. Cross the board. <laughs> You come in there with some mess you want to. I'm telling you, he's going to shoot you down. He got a 12 gauge, a 45, a 9, assault rifle. He got all that stuff out there in the office. Hey, gracious, Pastor, you hit me. Man, I felt like I was in there with Roy Jones and Mike Tyson or somebody. But guess what, though? It, it was what I needed because it allowed me to say, you know what? You haven't been doing the things that you're supposed to have been doing. You, you've been doing some things which are comfortable, guess what? In order to do what you're fully called to do, you got to get uncomfortable. So I, I, that was for me. And I'm ending right here. Catch these 
four little verbs, and I'm going to let you go. God's latest upgrade package, no extra costs. All you got to do is accept it. It includes freedom. There's not going to be any more updates. When God gives you freedom, you're free. The only time you're going to need an update is if you go back and give your freedom away and you have to get it again, it'll be the same version waiting on you. Freedom in your mind, freedom in your body, and most of all, freedom in your soul. Free from the constraints of life, and there are so many, you just name one. If I went through and talked to everybody, every 201 of you, everybody got something that they want to be set free from. challenge you this is for me because I will tell you anybody know me close know I stay here I overanalyze I think things through ten times I'm, I'm, I'm being set free I, I, I may repeat the same thing I know I repeat the same thing ten times I want to make sure you got it and make sure you understand me clearly and make sure you understand where I'm coming from and I realize that most of my battles are here. When I lay down at night and my mind is still going and I'm trying to figure it out, I think and I say, Lord, I know I'm not the only one that's having these feelings. And If you change your mind, You will change your life. If you change your mind for 2019, I guarantee you put me to the test. If you change your mind in 2019, your life will change. Everyone standing. I'm not going to call you up this morning. I don't want to embarrass nobody. Because this is, I know this is a, this is very, a very sensitive subject. But I know I'm not the only one that wrestles here. I don't care if it's fear, if it's depression, it's suicide, it's all these things that the world throw at us. With all eyes closed, all eyes closed, nobody's looking, nobody's judgment. It's like Planet Fitness is a judgment-free zone. If you truly, as pastor has laid out for the year, he's laid out the theme, he's laid out the motto, he's laid out the vision as the visionary for 2019 for this ministry. We're not focusing on what's going down the street, Lamb's Chapel, all these other ministries, T.D. Jakes, all these things, all these other places. Pastor's not worried about them. Guess what? He's the shepherd of this flock. This is what God has called him to do, this flock. 
And being set free in 2019 is what he has declared for his people, for his family. And we need to receive him. If you're tired of being boggled up in your mind, I don't care what it is. If you if you saying I want to be set free, I want to sleep good at night, I want to get off the blood pressure pills. Blood pressure pills is tied into stress and anxiety. Come on with me. Somebody know what I'm talking about? If you want to get your health back, all that stuff is going on in your body. A lot of that stuff is going on because of stress. Because we're hurting on the inside. Because the pain. Your body reacting to the pain that's on the inside. Trying to, trying to fight it off. But a lot of it is mental pain. I'm going to say a corporate prayer. And if you want to be set free, all I do is just ask you just to raise your hand. Nobody's going to come and touch you. Nobody's going to bother you. This is between you and God. And I'm just standing in the middle as a point of contact. If you want to be set free, if you're tired, if 19, I, I told my wife, I said 2019, baby, I don't know about nobody else, but we're going to be set free. The way of doing old things, the way we've always done it, what we're used to doing, we're not doing it no more. We want to be free. I know I want to be free financially. I know I preached about it. I'm telling you, I'm tired of being bound up financially. I'm tired of having debt. I'm tired of worrying about paying bills. I'm tired of not being able to give when I want to give. I'm tired of not being able to bless somebody who I, I was in the, I'm going to get it to you. I was in the bank Friday. I felt so bad. It was an old man. It was an old man in the bank Friday. Be transparent. debate Friday and I went and sat down and it was an old man sitting in front of me and I spoke to him and I said oh I'm waiting to speak to somebody so he's in front of me and I started to get up and leave because it was taking so long and the lady finally got up and she came up and said who's next I said this gentleman's next and he got up he had his little walker and he took his time and he walked over there and he sat down and unfortunately now in the bank is no privacy you sit down and, and they talk right so all your business social security everything is right now and he said I got a $600 bill he said well how much money you got in the bank he said I don't got enough to pay she said well let me pull up your account I remember just like it was just ringing in my ears she said, well, you got $442 in your savings. She said, let me check your, 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 your checking account. He said, she said, you got $75 in your checking account. He said, well, I got some land. I could have paid this bill. I got some land. I could go do that, pay bills and those things that I enjoy doing that 
I, I pride myself in being able to just spontaneously bless somebody. But Friday, I couldn't do it. I feel so bad because I wanted to bless that old man. I wanted to, when I'm talking about being blessed, I'm not talking about for material things. I'm not talking about that had a big house on the hill. I'm talking about that we can do the things that God has called us to do. It's time, it ain't about me no more. It ain't about you. It's about doing what God has called us to do as people of God. I declared in that, in that bank Friday, I said in 2020, before this year is over, I'm going to be debt free so that I can give freely. I can bless anybody I want to, anytime I want to. I can bless if the ministry is hurting. I'm going to be able to write a $5,000 check and say, here, Pastor, go get the security for the kids. Oh, we can't get security. Guess what? Because we ain't got it. We need cameras right now. We ain't got it. So much stuff that we need in this church. We ain't got it. But guess what? I'm not going to preach on you. I'm talking to me. In 2020, I'm going to change in 2019. So that in 2020, I can give like God has called me to give. But I know I got to start here. God, I don't know who that was for. God, I thank you for the courage to share that story this morning, God. God, I thank you that I'm being set free because the old man wouldn't even been able to share it. I would have been too ashamed to share it, but I'm not ashamed no more, God. You said be set free, God, and I'm being set free. I'm tired of being bound, God. I'm tired of worrying about what people think and looking around and trying to be like the Joneses and all this stuff that we all do and we all been there, God. But in 2019... Everything that I'm going to do is going to be for you, God. Teach us, God, to work for you, God, to minister for you, God, to serve for you, God. And everything that comes in our household, God, we can stewards of. God, that we can keep this ministry upgirded, God. I know the pain that the pastor go through. I know the lackness in their house. I know because they're constantly trying to give to the ministry because we don't have it, God. But in 2019, I declare, God, financial freedom from beyond measure ministry, God. I declare better jobs for your people, God. Promotions, God. Those that want to be entrepreneurs, God. I declare, God, that they walk in the fullness, God. That their business be blessed, God. That everything they touch prosper, God. That increase for your people, God. That we can increase for your glory. God, we just love you. God, we thank you. God, bless everybody that's up under the sound of my voice this morning, God. Allow us to operate in true freedom. In 2019, God, we love you. We thank you. Bless our children in 19, God. Teach us how, God, to teach them, God, how to be good stewards. Everybody connected to this ministry. The people that's not even here today, God, bless them, God. The people that's streaming, bless them. The people that wanted to be here and unable, God, allow your anointing to flow, God. We love you. We thank you. We believe in you and in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you. God bless you.